disgusting. Here we go. Yeah, that was a good clip, man. Um, yeah, definitely made him sweat. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that was a good memory. That's one of my favorite streams I think I've ever done with that. Oh, one of your favorites. Yeah, just uh, Combat League, because the way NRS does games is quite different from Tekken, is you have the open mic. So, yeah. Okay. When you bump into people on ranked, mm. crack up. Well, I guess I should do the formal introduction. Uh, for those watching, welcome back to the Salt Shaker Fighting Game Podcast. And I have Danny Maloney, or otherwise known as... Take it away. Butterjaw! Yeah. The current reigning MK champion of New Zealand, thanks to no one else showing up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, current reigning champion. Um, yeah, Nationals last year was very different. Um, but hey, a win's a win, man. Um, a win's a win. Yeah. I'll take it. Tell I'm it. the champ, but I'm not the best. There's still there's the two guys that are, that are the best. So shoutouts to Boy and Swazi, the young hero, because you know they're out there actually like cleaning up against the Aussies. Mm. So tell us, man, what's been happening with you since we last saw you? Oh, when was that? That was ages ago. Yeah. That was before Armored King came out. Yeah, well before. Now I think well MK. before season two. Yeah, well before MK. Uh, just like when Injustice 2 first dropped, I think. It was the last time I was on. That was like 20, end of 2017. Whew. All right. So I've moved town like twice since then, you know. So I moved to Dunedin because Mrs. Butterjaw was down there. And um, did my teacher training. Uh, won all the, uh, the first MK tournament in New Zealand for MK11 when that came out in Hamilton. Yeah, what? Um yeah, at war. Twenty nineteen, yes, twenty nineteen before the dark times. Yeah. Um, uh, entered. I've made top three in every MK eleven tournament in that's been run in New Zealand. Um, I helped organize. I co TO'd my own major in Dunedin Sub Zero Scuffle, which you were attending at, which was a pretty big success. I heard pretty much mostly positive feedback apart from some mishaps with some soul caliber setups but yeah. mostly a good tournament also um, side note it was the only tournament for that year like like for majority outside of, of nationals year. yeah mm, yeah because we got in just before that was when covid was a whisper on the wind yeah i think it was like, literally like if, just over two weeks yeah yeah just before it hit yeah like if we were paying attention we might have noticed it was coming but i think everyone thought yeah we're good we're in new zealand at the time, you know. Oh yeah, we. It was a, it was a brighter time. We, nah, we thought we were okay. That it wouldn't even, the thought of it, no. And then yeah, lockdown like happened. then and then boom, man. Uh oh, yeah. Um, and now I have moved to Blenheim, and I'm now teaching science and chemistry, so that is a fun time. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, it means I haven't been playing a lot of fighting games. Mm. Um, but that's all good. Um. And I was kind of gutted that, and the, and the greatest sadness is that, and it's like a half sadness, is that Guilty Gear Strive got got delayed again. Because yeah. it's good that they delayed it, because they listened to feedback, but it's bad that they delayed it, because I was really looking forward to it. Like, one for um, Southern Stronghold in April, because it was going to be there. Mm. And I think it's the most, because we've been in the online world for so long, it's like the most consistent fun online I've had with a fighting game. Because yeah. it just sort of, that netcode was like, hmm. That's some, that's some good netcode. 
has MK not done it for you recently, bro? I know the online lobby system's no. actually better than most fighting games right now. Yeah, so that's all the King of the Hill stuff, and people can drop in and out. Um, yeah, with MK, I find the, my connections with the people I want to play against outside New Zealand, which is most of the Oz scene, it's very hit and miss. Um, it, it varies wildly. I can have really good connections or really crap ones. And so you try to play ranked or combat league you it just swings wildly like i don't know what it is with the netcode but the, just or, or something to do with australian connections to where i was which was in dunedin which is quite south um it just never like lined up properly with the the goodness yeah. so i definitely dropped off on it like if i if i could play and every time i go back to mk and play offline with people mk11 uh, like nats nats last year I was like, God damn, this game is fun to play. Yeah. But then when you go online, you're like, God damn, it's an this easy game trigger. is. This game is online. <laughs> it's the same with any fighting game online, right? Like even ones, you know, it's a similar thing. I just, I definitely notice it, the online, and it just, it doesn't feel good. Some people really like the MK netcode, but it just doesn't, doesn't hit for me as much as the offline. Um, so I guess it's like two different games. Uh, I just don't like online MK yeah. very much. And now that you're in Blenheim, you've, you've left and even moved to Blenheim, um, that's for your work. Has it been quite hard to adjust? Yeah, so that's how we're going to segue into the painting a lot because like I can't really... So what I'd like doing is playing Warhammer and playing fighting games offline. And guess what? two things i can't do in blenheim are yeah i we, yeah when you said blenheim that was my first thought i was like oh online Can, yeah Kenny? so that's that's why i'm like really hoping for the guilty gears because i was enjoying that my track record with sticking with anime games is very not good but um because you know eventually everyone gets good at them and i'm just sort of messing around and then then you're just getting stomped by the actual good players but um yeah, and with work being busy, like every time I sit down to play like a fighting game, I'm like, ah, oh, there's probably something else I could be doing. Mm. So it has been like an adjustment. Um, and a lot of people have, go, have stopped playing MK for other stuff, and everyone's kind of taking a break from fighting games at the moment. So Yeah, the, mo- um, the motivation really lacks when you can't even go outside, can't even go to a local. You just have to wake up, sit in your living room or, you know, your room and just... Yeah, for that computer, part of last year. Yeah was definitely rough and i mean you you know luckily i've not had to go back into another lockdown because only auckland has so far um but it has been kind of stink and i had a little bit of that uh a few weeks ago i had to get a covid test because i'm a teacher um so i was stuck in my house for four days yeah your um, role i don't think sucked. i i i don't think we've properly said it on the platform but you're a biochemist just a chemist just a chemist yeah. just just a chemist yeah, I am teaching biology as well, but um, my actual qualifications is is a chemist. I have a master's in chemistry, so pretty good at it, I suppose. Um, although I did almost kill myself the other day with acid fumes, so everyone makes mistakes. <laughs> yeah, but that's not something you'd run into at a regular job. Acid fumes? No, 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 no. But I did. Yeah, I breathed in some concentrated acid fumes, which was not fun. Yeah. I'll tell you what. Um, but I got very lucky. So I'll take that as a win. Or I'm acid-proof. You know, either one. Yeah. So. Well, just like you, man, and like everyone, Nats <laughs> was the saving grace last year. 
like a whole yes. shit that happened i'm so happy it ha- i'm so happy it went down for sure for sure and it was good that we got to go back to where war was held in hamilton it was such a good idea to do, do that just in case auckland fell apart again like it was a real smart move from the standing fierce guys to team up with um dan and get to get it there um and i had a blast at nats i really did it was good to see everyone again after that year yep um yeah because i hadn't seen most people since sub-zero and um you know not only the winning mk but you know i think the last three years i've commentated the top eight for tekken seven as well um and that was a blast this year uh the I did it with um, the one and only Holy Emperor, and that was just that was just great. Um, it's always good to watch uh, the Tekken top eights, and we had some crazy uh, diverse people in that top eight. Yeah, de- um, definitely, bro. You some are... first timers. Yeah, first timers making an impact, um, taking out some big names. I mean, we had the defending champ and loser's side from like top sixteen onwards, which you know you always want to see there was there was some weird <laughs> weird stuff happening yeah. it was um, like the weirdest tournament <laughs> yeah. but that's that's how i know you you're you're always that guy that likes jumping into sets with people and you love jumping onto commentary any chance at any chance yeah yeah because i love the fgc and i love talking about it i love getting hype about it so i definitely want to claim to be the most most informed person so it's always good to have someone that knows the, the, the in-depth things but i really like just talking about what's going on in the games and stuff yeah and and try to get people excited about it mm. and um yeah it's just fun to do that it's fun to play games with people yeah um as we all in the fgc know it's mm. the best way to to get involved is to play the game well, and um yeah don't yeah. really know what else you can say about it you know you everyone knows you, you just yeah. gotta play that's true that's true <laughs> well i mean dealing with the job and the missus new location are you still trying to find time to play online um especially with any of the international boys mk wise no not at the moment but i think because uh, there's a it's just the way mk is in, in the the combat league thing so most people are just playing for that nrs tournament that runs every three weeks that um waz is one five week, uh five times in a row now that's the what's yep. the name of it you know the one yeah yeah like i know the one, yeah. my name the proper oceanic league thing yeah he runs his own um, podcast as well i think he calls it the time out podcast yeah because he he likes to time people out uh <laughs> <laughs> the how oh, was it yeah so i think the only fighting game i played recently is i played some tekken with uh charlotte's cove um which was fun but yeah, most of my time is going into painting Warhammer at the moment, uh, just because it's a nice way to de-stress during the evenings. Because yeah. you can just pick up a model and do a bit on it. There's like no need to finish a whole thing in one night. You can just turn off and paint. Yeah. Which was also my way when I was streaming or um, or playing a lot of ranked and stuff. The painting would be my way to because you know sometimes when you're playing online it gets like kind of heated or you've lost you're on a losing streak. Yeah it feels kind of bad and then painting's always been my like all right let's just chill let's do something that's doesn't need a lot of brain power you can just get creative and 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 chill out and stuff so that's that's what i've been doing really yeah is, uh, yeah getting used to a new job and new people there's just like a lot of high level brain going on so having stuff where it's 
turn off brain for a bit. It's pretty sweet. Yeah, no, the FGC can be. Uh, it's, it's, it, I mean, it's it's what we do, right? Play. Games. I don't mean the FGC. Yeah, but like, yeah, it's, online it's good to, it's good to, Yeah, yeah, it's, it's 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 good to still have that sense of discovery and you know pick up hobbies. And I was actually. I was talking to someone about this very thing where like it's good to devote our time to the FGC it is rewarding but then sometimes you can get tunnel vision and kind of forget about other things happening yeah so yeah and uh, like it can become all-consuming right because it's the community's so big and it, they've become quite a lot of your friends and stuff so at the start of the year I took like a four-week break from Twitter which was just quite refreshing to get off social media for a bit and just take a break from what was going on um just because you, you need to take like time for yourself instead of just doing one thing, right? Yeah. So. Yeah, to each their own. Well, tell me, what was it like when you took that break and then you came back to Twitter? Did you notice right away, man, there's a lot of shit posting here? Yeah, I did. So I've noticed since I took that break, I'm not using it as much. Like, I guess it was sort of just a time filler for me. And now I've got other things to fill my time. So I usually just jump on Twitter to see if anything important's happening or see like um if like Lizzie's streaming because she's got a lot of stuff coming up herself with the homegrown Twitch stuff. Um but uh yeah, like a lot of the NRS Twitter at the moment's a lot of just complaining about the same characters that's been getting complained about for the last little while. Um Yeah, can't really say I've noticed a lot of uh, Twitter that's going on. Um yeah. really? Like definitely has been good to get out of social media. I mainly jump on Twitter now just to post the picture of whatever I've been of what you've been painting. There. Yeah, yeah, I've been seeing that. Yeah. Well, like when you used to stream, um, I've always said that the New Zealand scene has been lacking streamers, and I wouldn't say that you're the most consistent, but you, you just genuinely, genuinely stream, um, whether it be MK Tekken or another side game. Um, if you had that online capability again, would you? pursue streaming while juggling with yeah, the if job? I could do it yeah if i could do it and so the problem with that then comes like keeping it sort of friendly like you gotta keep the online presence sort of low with the teaching stuff yeah because we i was gonna we were kind of talking about this before that. yeah before the recording um yeah you've got to keep your reputation intact yeah exactly so and yeah i I never was consistent with my streaming because i was always working in like science or something so i always had a lot of stuff on so it was hard for me to keep a schedule and like hard for me i meant like sometimes i just wouldn't be able to after a day of work so and i've got mad respect for those people who hold down a job and do streaming but i just can't do it (laughs) all your energy all your focus is just directed in one direction as soon as yeah, you finish it, work, it, you can't just direct. You can't just channel it somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes it's hard to force like that enthusiasm. Like you just want to be tired. Yeah. And and we're streaming. You don't want to stream tired because then you just mopey and you're not having fun. And then chat's not going to have fun, and everyone's going to go watch someone else. So. <laughs> the one thing I've noticed now that I've started a few streaming things is, it could be a little thing that sets you off. And then you go from having a decent stream, a good stream, to just having maybe not a good night. Like, one of the worst days for your week. Yeah, it just sort of can slide downhill. Yeah. If that's some some jerk in the chat, or, uh, like, something goes wrong, or, you know. I I think, or even, like, numbers and stuff, like... Yeah, I you like always the, think about numbers, yeah. Yeah, always thinking about numbers. And um, I think... Shamir 
told me that she just turns all those off when she's streaming. So yeah. she'll, you know, on Twitch, you can mute all of them. And I feel like that's probably a really good way to do it because then you're, you're just having fun and you're not caring about the numbers. And yeah. if it turns out you've had like heaps of people, then, you know, that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. But if you've got one person watching you and they're engaging with you, I, th I think that's all. Then that's fun. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, that's if you've got someone in the chat, that was the best bit about streaming, right? It's like when someone's in the chat, it's just like really fun to talk about whatever you're doing or even not what you're doing. <laughs> it's just in the background and you're having a side conversation while you're doing stuff. Who's been that person for you in the past that they've always <clears> been <throat> there for your stream, always engaging um, with There's you? a few people I've not met in real life that I, it's been a while since I streamed, I can't remember them. There's a couple. Uh, Tufts usually shows up, especially when I stream like survival horror games. So I used to do a lot of Resident Evil and Evil Within and stuff, that kind of stuff. He always showed up, so that was pretty good. And um, Something Wicked. Um, so they, they're usually ones that would drop by and just be in the chat which is pretty sweet. And the people that are in mid-pack would drop by every now and then. So Oxbro, uh, Curse Lord, Shamir, uh, and uh, Lewis, uh, Patty Cake, Fatty Cake. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, it's been so long since I've consistently streamed. But <laughs> um, I can't really remember the other people, which is a bit shit of me because um, there was a few familiar names, but it's just been super duper hectic, especially last year with teacher training. Um, where I was just all over the place. For like uh, six weeks, I was driving an hour and a half each way to get to school. So I was having to leave at like half five in the morning to get to my placement and stuff. Bro, so that's rough. That definitely, that definitely did not help yeah. uh, the scheduling. <laughs> I mean, did they give you, uh, uh, as a teacher, do you get some kind of, I don't want to say you sales tax, but do you get something? Yeah. You get a petrol subsidy for that from the from the university but it's like not heaps <laughs> yeah but i carpooled with another person from my course that was going to the same place and so to i think our both of our packages together allowed us to cover the petrol cost so yeah. it was wasn't like i was losing money to go to work for free well, it's just breaking even i was just losing sleep to go to work for free just because you kind of glossed over it before you know, talking about your being a teacher and having that reputation, do you care if your students know what you do? Um, well, I brought up the the winning the MK tournaments to them, um, but uh, I haven't told them my gamer tag or anything, just because. Yeah. I'd rather not. If they find out, they find out, but like, I'm not gonna make it easy for them. Yeah. <laughs> but if they eventually find out, they'll find out. Um, I prefer they didn't. I might have to go delete all my vods off my Twitch actually. Yeah. If there's any left. Now that you brought that well, up. Well, there's there's still a few clips, but I I think they're PG. I think they're PG. Nothing yeah. too outlandish. Yeah. Oh, the one that you played at the start. Oh, okay. <laughs> there was the, there was that one. There was that one. Well, I I didn't swear. The other guy. No, swore. it was the other guy. Yeah, because no, you because of what you did to him. <laughs> yeah, you know. Um, oh yeah, like I don't I don't think I've done anything um, overtly bad online that uh that would show up like i'm not not one of the lewd retweeters so if they find my twitter it's not like the end of the world you know stuff like that i definitely don't look at twitter at school because you never know when you're going to get a, a lewd retweet oh, God, <laughs> uh, popping yeah. up on the news feed you know you know who i'm talking about Bro, you know the culprit yeah I know. you know the culprit yeah but some days 
they are warmly welcomed you know like oh just, yeah totally but yeah. it's a time and a place uh, yeah exactly yeah yeah exactly like you could be out to dinner with the friends you could be out with your wife you know missus and then you see the typical so-and-so like and i'm thinking oh shit i should know oh here we go yeah Ooh, no one you're in a public you. place and that pops up make sure you're not on the bus or on the yeah. <laughs> or standing in a shop at 11 o'clock in your bed covers man it's like it's yeah, all good that's the time that's the time for the, that's the time that's the safe time yeah. they can't can't get in trouble for that <laughs> so um yeah i guess we can go over your what is it your, your the, the warhammer stuff because as you said little offline exposure online exposure so you're you're, you're painting these warhammer figures um i don't know too much about warhammer although i kind of know world of warcraft um so which is a completely unrelated co- completely thing. unrelated <laughs> completely unrelated but i yeah. look at the font and i'm thinking oh there's a bit of similarity but a different it's war in the name <laughs> don't don't, don't uh, yeah, criticize I guess... me too much hey that's fine um so yeah it's been like a hobby of mine since i was a, like a kid because it's just this cool i remember when i was like 12 this was back when i lived in scotland and the, went into the shop and i was like holy hecka these are some cool stuff it's like super cool sci-fi knights finding aliens and mutants and stuff and it's like super grim dark it's like magic so in a way like you're sweet. fighting all these like various creatures werewolves and elves yeah so then like this so there's a fantasy and a, a sci-fi version so the, all the stuff i've been paintings for warhammer 40k which is the the grim darkness future uh space fantasy i guess it's not really sci-fi it's more space fantasy because everything's a little bit impractical and it's all like Space Marines are just giant knights in armor. They fight with chainsaw swords, which is cool. Yeah, well, they should put a they should put a Space Marine in Soul Calibur because he would be awesome. Did you ever I play would, any I of the be... Warhammer games? Like there was Warhammer, oh, yeah, yeah, Space Marine, yeah. right? Yeah, Space Marine is great. Space Marine is an awesome game. Uh, Dawn of War, all that stuff. Massive fan. In fact, I'm so sad that THQ closed down because that Space Marine game should have definitely got a sequel. Monaco, for yeah, sure. THQ, yeah. Yeah. That sucks. Yeah, them closing down, it's just like, man, and then they like released the plot summary of where the, that game would have gone as a trilogy, and as like a massive like Warhammer lore nerd, I was like, damn, that would have been cool. What, what game developer <laughs> would you want to pick up that franchise? Oh. Like, what would be your uh... dream pick? dream pick because you, you want it to be kind of grounded but at the same time you want it to be a little bit crazy so if i said something like platinum that's too far you know yeah like metal gear rising revengeance like i would want it to follow the lore and they'd take it too far and it'd be crazy it'd have to be someone who's good at character action so and has like a has a set set of rules and stuff um the God of War people would be pretty sweet. Yeah. Um, so I guess that is that still teach? Who does God of War? Uh, God, I have no clue. I've, yeah, I, I should know this. I, I should know this. Um, like that meaty, that meaty kind of combat, but it can like you can get surrounded by dudes, and you're like, um, ah, oh, it's Sony's Santa Monica studio. Oh, okay, so this is Sony. So yeah, okay. That's that would be a PlayStation exclusive uh, game. Um. Capcom, the Devil May Cry team, that would be fun. That could get crazy. Yeah, the combat can be very visceral. Because when you said, because yeah. when you said God of War, I was thinking, man, that's a bit like I was thinking the violence. Like I don't know 
does it get crazy like that with the Warhammer? Like forty k doesn't it? It does. It gets like violent, and it gets. It doesn't get Devil May Cry crazy. So no one's doing air combos and stuff. That's why I thought you know the PS4 got a war where it's kind of slower and like more visceral. That's the kind of stuff uh, okay. that 40k is with the fighting. Yeah. Um, and like butchering, like so. If you're playing a Space Marine, you can like go through like hordes of dudes with your chainsaw sword and sort of do all those cool finishing moves where you like rip a dude in half. I think that would be that would be the one if they did a Space Marine game. That'd be the one. So what's the pleasure when you paint um, these Warhammer figures? Because I guess that's just one element to the experience. Yeah, so, I mean, so there is a game to it, a tabletop game. Um, so you have an army of equal strength, so there's like a, there's like a rule system. We won't go into it, but um, uh, having, a, like, having a fully painted army on the table... It's like a goal is just it looks so much better than just playing with the models without paint on them like to an immense degree like you get this like sort of immersion of sorts it's like playing with a D when you've got painted models of your characters and stuff and you can like be like yeah that's my dude yeah so you've got a whole army of your dudes um so i've got that red army that you might have seen me paint on twitter that's pretty much finished now that's my adeptus mechanicus army uh and now i'm painting all my yellow space marines which are my Imperial Fists, and I have sworn never to use them in a game from now on until they are painted. So I will never play a, a plastic gray model um, on the table yeah. again. Because <laughs> uh, uh, I, I was in Dunedin quite, uh, back at university quite notorious for um, not painting my models <laughs> and just fielding an army of plastic gray uh non-painted things and now that i've started i've got better at painting and i started to like really enjoy putting time into it having that army is like the motivation to keep going because it's like you see them all on the table and you're against another army that's fully painted it's super cool and you've got all this terrain and stuff it's just sweet like that's the the thing and you can just like it's like dnd in the sense you can like imagine what's actually going on and they're like kicking the crap out of each other it's just fun and the models are sweet looking. Like, they look so much cooler when they got paint on them. Oh, that big robot, I've, I've had that for a couple of years. That's been a project. Um, the Imperial Knight that I painted at the start of this year. Oh, is that the, now that he's painted, the yellow one? That's the big red, oh, the big the big red, red one. guy. Yeah. yeah. He, he just looks so cool. So as soon as I painted him, I went and bought another one. Because I had so much fun painting him. And I'm like, oh, another one. So we do that again. Take months to paint them, but the process was so fun that I, I would 100% commit to doing that. So, yeah, I guess um, I guess I guess like some people, like how people sometimes see steamboat restaurants, like oh, what's the fun in cooking your own food? I guess there's that element here too. Like I'm sure some people wonder why is it just not painted already? But I guess it's a way of of self-expression. Yeah, exactly. So it's definitely like my guys, and nothing's going to be painted exactly like that. Um, I always go for stuff that's in the lore, and it either helps or hinders me. So um, the Imperial Fists are an actual character that the stories and color scheme is like canon, I guess. Um, so I paint all my guys following all the proper markings and stuff um, for the for the lore. Um, so. I just like having it because I'm like, yeah, these are my like third company Imperial Fists, and they're just super cool looking. <laughs> well, in the video, because it showed like 
the types of colors the the enlistment of paints so is that is that like how heavy is that tied into the law like is it a part of the figure when you purchase it or do you just kind of look it up no, you, have to, you just have to buy the paints from so the company has a painting a paint making division as well um so the paints are all named after stuff from the lore but they're not like it's not like you have to buy this paint to paint that model sort of thing it's more just so they have cool names for their paints like i'm holding a tub of retributor armor right now which is just gold this is gold paint okay. <laughs> but that's a cool name for a paint <laughs> or um evil sun scarlet which is a very light red <laughs> stuff like that uh so they're just named after like either characters from the lore or a type of unit or something um well they sound but, very epic yeah so um yeah so the the paints come so there's like sort of different types of paints so there's base paints are for your base colors and your layer paints you put on top of those to add highlights um there's shades that let you put shadow back onto the model to give it a more in-depth look yeah um and then there's like technical paints so there's they like harden and crust so if you look at all my editus mechanicus models i've put like a a red technical paint that it dries and cracks like the surface of mars because they're from mars so i made all the bases look like they're from mars and stuff so there's like lots of different tools and stuff for you to 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 get these cool looks in your models so yeah like see on that fella his um bases all got those little like cracks and stuff yeah so that's a paint you just layer it on and leave it a dry overnight and then it just like hardens and cracks and starts to look like a desert which is pretty sweet so what's so what is the name of this of, of this one this guy so that's an imperial knight so he's like uh it's one person it's like a giant mech suit basically yeah they're like nobles who defend planets um in like giant one man got like kind of steampunky gundam suits yeah which are pretty sweet so how would you go about painting these things do you do like an hour after work or do you or is this a weekend thing for you uh it could be a bit of both if i'm gonna marathon so all this red stuff i was like i'm gonna get all this done before i start work so i that was like a week-long marathon to get that all done uh but with the stuff i'm doing now is a deep i try to do like an hour a hobby a night just to get something done yeah um so i'm not forcing myself to have to do like heaps and heaps and heaps but i am just doing a little bit at a time and then eventually it'll just build up to the point where it's all complete yeah which is pretty sweet um do you keep them on your desk or is there a special area where you store them uh so i've got like a a desk in the garage at the moment full of drawers of warhammer and i've got boxes that hold them um Sort of at the moment, I've got like about 25 models on my computer desk at the moment, which are the ones that the yellow ones I've just been painting. And I've just got them as reference while I paint another model at the moment. But then they need to go in the storage box for uh, space purposes. Yeah. Because the desk's getting a bit uh, cluttery <laughs> um, oh, okay. with stuff. Yeah. Oh, interesting. And um, f- forgive me for asking, but uh, how would you. How do you how do you buy these figures? Like, how much would it be to get like? Yeah, so a lot of people say Warhammer is like a really expensive hobby, and it is. Um, to buy in on is how I think about it. So, like, the initial cost to get in is quite high, but then you get a lot of time out of it. So, if you parse it into, um, like dollar per hour of enjoyment, it's actually quite low because even once you finish painting and building them, 
you play games with them for ages, so you eventually it like pans out. Yeah. Like people will pay twenty bucks to go to a movie. If I pay a hundred bucks for a box of figures, but I'll get like hundreds of hours out of it eventually. So, but uh, as for starting, so you know, uh, the the company that does it, Games Workshop. There's a lot of stores in New Zealand that sell it. Unfortunately, uh, if you're in New Zealand, you have to pay the New Zealand tax, which is that you will pay fifty to a hundred percent more for a box of miniatures than uh, the United Kingdom, which is where the company's from. So. Uh, it's pretty rough in, in New Zealand and Australia as well. Um, uh, I don't know why. It's just like they're running on an exchange rate from the 1980s where like it free New Zealand dollars to the British pound. It's so bizarre. Yeah. Um, so it's really rough if you're going through official channels um, to get it. So uh, they do release boxes that are like bargains, like starter sets and stuff. So that's a good place to get into it. Yeah. Um, there's also a lot of secondhand places. Um, people who've had been in the hobby for ages eventually want to sell stuff they don't need anymore. So there's a Facebook group called 40k Trading New Zealand, and that's where I bought most of my Space Marines from because usually I'd order from the UK, but because of COVID, it's harder to do that now. Yeah. So I've been buying a lot of my stuff um, secondhand and doing what what we call hobby rescue. So you'll buy old neglected models and get all the old paint off of them and then paint them up properly. Uh, to how you want them and stuff. Uh, yeah, so no, I, fig- I figured um, that would be a thing that you'd remove the the palette, like how it looks, and then start anew. Yeah, start again. So that that involves sort of stripping the paint off and stuff, um, which can be a little bit of a hassle. But a lot of people do sell like just non-painted models. So a lot of tournament players, because um, there are tournaments for 40k Warhammer as well. Um, uh, it's called chasing the meta because uh, Warhammer has a rolling rule set where army will be updated one at a time. And so a lot of tournament players will chase flavor of the month armies and buy a whole new army. And then as soon as it gets nerfed, they sell it. So uh... there's always, always these power gamers who are, are selling off stuff they don't want anymore secondhand. And that's where you can swoop in and get into the hobby quite cheap because they're, they're trying to just get rid of it because okay, well... they've, they've got their power gaming out of yeah. the way. Okay. Surprised it's like the person who always picks up the new DLC character yeah. in the fighting game. No, I, yeah, cheap. I get that. Yeah. So as soon as as soon as that um that army is not viable, they just scrap it. Yeah, they just scrap it. Okay. What? Well, uh, forgive me if I'm being ignorant, but is counter like a uh, fake miniatures a thing? Yes, that's another uh, thing. Uh, it uh, it goes by the name China Forge. Uh, so there's a lot of uh, recasters from China and in that area of the world um, that have got hold of the molds that the company uses through some illegitimate um, ways. I'm unsure. And you can order. It's like a sort of a gray market sort of thing. So you can buy cheaper versions of the models that someone's like uh molded themselves and stuff uh they're usually made out of inferior materials and you might get some like malformed ones but a lot of people here use it as a a way to get cheaper armies and cheaper models yeah um but they usually have little defects and telltale signs that they're not the not the real thing yeah but um a lot of them actually you can uh you can get away with because they're quite good um, so I have two models, um, two big robots I haven't painted yet that are definitely non-legitimate. <laughs> uh, but in order, I would have had to spend three hundred dollars to get one of them, and I managed to get two of them for eighty dollars all up. So 
you know, I'll take, I'll take, I'll take the five hundred and twenty dollars savings. If it's if it's counterfeit for you, then that's fine. But I guess you know, yeah. if you're not hustling anyone, so yeah. And I mean, you know what? That company double charges in New Zealand, so like, mm, so yeah, <laughs> they should expect strong, me. this is yeah. this this kind of market props up because they're double charging people it's like literally a, it's quite unviable to buy from them if they sold it at the price they sell it in the uk i would just buy from them but but i i can't so when i got back into the hobby when i was in auckland it was in 2017 i, I when i went to the uk to visit my family with uh, mrs butterjar i bought a whole army there because it was that much cheaper yeah i walked into the the shop and just like did like a hand on one end of the shelf and just I want all of that. <laughs> and the guy at the shop was like, "What the hell are you doing?" I'm like, "This is like a third of the price it would cost me in New Zealand." So this is a freaking bargain. Fill the bag up, put it in, and he was having. He got the biggest commission of his life. He was beaming. He was great. He, thought, he was having man, a good this time. Is the best customer I've had all this, year. This is the best customer I've had all year. He just walked in and just cleared a shelf. Did so every model. Yeah, it's all gone. So if they did that here, they would make heaps of money because more people would buy stuff. So they're, they're yeah, I don't understand it. Everyone's been bemoaning it for years, and I just don't understand why they refuse to change that pricing policy. It's my one major criticism. Is the price of the company? Yeah, in New Zealand, I think it's an entirely feasible hobby to have in other parts of the world. Mm -hmm. But just this end of the world, for some reason. Yeah, it's weird. Mm. It's very bizarre. All right, my dear friend, we will we'll bring it back to Mortal Kombat 11. And now this isn't Ooh. new news, um, but with the completion of Combat Pack 2, you've got uh, Mr. Rambo himself. Um, mm. Not the Holy Emperor. Um, the actual Rambo. Not the Holy Emperor. Yeah, the yeah. The other Rambo. Um, and now when, I think when he was announced, it was just prior to our national. So it has been some time but did you get any yeah it's only about five months yeah what was yeah. your what, what was your take on rambo bit. uh he's quite fun i used to play with tristan a bit using rambo um um yeah he's he's funny i don't think he's very good i haven't seen a big splash coming out of him really um he is kind of fun uh he has a really weird uh his bow projectile is like a you can do a triple shot but instead of like multiple pressing buttons it's a hold release thing so you input the bow and then you you hold and release triangle so you go like hold release hold release hold release and that's how he does the the triple shot so it's a really weird uh input it's like a just frame um judgment cut in devil may cry to do do the triple shot so he just has some weird stuff he's like kind of a weird grapple zoner anti-zoner with all his traps yeah um so he's, he's fun. He has like a Claymore trap that's unblockable. You can do heaps of weird gimmicks with it. Um, but yeah, he's not really my kind of character. Um, I don't really like the guest characters and to, to main the guest characters in Mortal Kombat. They're always just fun to mess around with. Yeah. But I've seen a cut. There's a, an American player who's really, really good with Rambo that's always fun to watch. He uses the Claymore and does lots of heaps of, of weird stuff. But um. I don't think he's making waves at the moment. Yeah. Um, the dumb guest characters, right? Where none of them except Joker and maybe Spawn are like ridiculously overpowered. I think Joker is the only one that's come out that's been really, really, really strong in Mortal Kombat 11. Mm. Um, 
compared to MPX where we had Predator being um, this overwhelming Falcumram-esque monstrosity until they nerfed him. And then we had Alien coming out, and then everyone was like, man, I wish Predator was back. Yeah. Because Alien was even worse. He was more of a Falcumram than the other one. <laughs> Although, um, I will say though, because so many of you guys wanted Spawn, I think he would have been the exception where like if he's op i think that would be okay because you yeah, knew like, people were gonna you knew people were gonna overindulge in that character he's just good and people like using him like he's like upper middle tier i think is where most people put spawn so he's good he's not not um what's the word oppressive in the meta or the the that sort of stuff right yeah um but none of those characters I've seen making a splash in the, especially in Oceania, uh, Melina or Rain, which were both uh, highly requested characters. Um, everyone just sort of plays them for fun, but no one's really using them in tournament. Fujin's really good, but that's from the previous uh, DLC pack. Um, yeah, I just. Hmm. Where the game goes now is where I'm really interested. Yeah, well... Because Ed Boon, cryptic as always, has hinted that there'll be more to the game. There's still those leaks that haven't come true yet. Uh, so, when before Combat Pack 1 came out, uh, they leaked Ash Williams by accident. Yes. Um, and now I think more to that story's come out, and that's why they had to hastily put Joker in the game, um, who was probably maybe supposed to be Combat Pack 2 or or aftermath um is um i think some rights disputes happened that's what the word on the the whisper on the wind is uh and they lost the rights to evil dead so they had to just remove ash williams completely so they did all that work he showed up in the in game in a, an announcement and then and then they deleted it but i i would really like ash i've been wanting ash for mk for a while i love those movies and if they could somehow get that character back he's got a chainsaw hand and a shotgun is that the most mortal Kombat character ever yeah he, he could literally <laughs> yeah he's the chainsaw replacement for jason from the it's, previous uh leatherface leatherface yeah yes. he's a replacement for leatherface yeah. um well yeah you did say that they've done the dlc characters really well um combat pack 2 in terms of the character like you said those characters aren't making waves melina and rain um but overall combat pack 2 has been I think everyone was happy with it. Um, maybe not the the Rambo part, but not really. Yeah, I think everyone's been happy with it, as far as I could tell. Um, but no one's really using them competitively. Like, um, a lot of people are sticking with their MK mains that they've been using for a while. And I guess, especially because we're the only country that's been able to do offlines, really. Most people are stuck online and they're playing the character they're most comfortable with to win online tournaments so yeah well how comfortable are you facing off against a rambo player compared to the other oh i would yeah players? yeah i would totally get because because i've not played against one so i would probably get really smoked by a rambo because all the the gimmicky stuff uh, i haven't like labbed it properly because i just the last time i had like lab properly for a tournament i knew there would be well, the Rambo wasn't out, so I haven't labbed him properly at all. I know I get I know what his, he does. I know his buttons, but like, there's probably some really cool setups that just 
you don't know about. So I would say I don't. I would would uh, probably get smoked by a Rambo player. Yeah. So see that Claymore and the clip you just put down? Yeah, yeah. That, that that would definitely get me. There'd be some weird knockdown corner stuff where I'd just get looped by a Claymore and that would just be uh, uncomfortable. <laughs> I like all... It's like fighting against the Yoshimitsu if you don't know yeah, what Yoshimitsu does. You just have a bad time. You just, you just, they can just go to town. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's the same in any fighting game of any character, right? If yeah. you don't know the, if you don't know what they're doing, <laughs> well, it's, especially if they're just pure, like if they are a gimmicky character, because you know a natural character would have this option or this after, you know, like a setup. But yeah, and they, then they just do have something s- weird. They have something that's completely off the list. Yeah, they could just go, just go, go different. So there's a few of those characters in Tekken as well now, where they either have every option instead of just some, or they have some weird side stuff. Um, MK's pretty much a game of a lot of that, right? A lot of the characters have weirder archetypes than your typical fighting game. So, labbing, like getting characters, it's there's less moves to worry about, but there's more like weird archetypes to worry about in MK. Yeah, like, yeah. Just on a side Everyone's note, a hybrid something. A hybrid, yeah. So <laughs> yeah. On, a, on a side note, man, I love authenticity. I mean, the voice for Rambo is good. I mean, obviously, it's it's perfect. Yeah, this is the one. Yeah, the I mean, Terminator, like, like you know, it, what if they did that for Ash Williams? It looks like Bruce, the actor, Bruce Campbell, but it doesn't sound like him. Oh, then it would be the worst. It has to. It has to be Bruce Campbell. Yeah. It has to be. If they brought him in and it wasn't, you'd it would just be. What's the point? What's the point? Yeah, I just think because he's, he's, he's got that—he's got that like prettyish face, and that voice is very iconic. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, the Arnie one isn't isn't great, right? Like compared to, to you could understand why they did it. Like I guess I assume Arnie's quite busy. <laughs> yeah. But then the fact they did that, and then they they brought out Rambo and actually got Stallone. It's like okay, so they probably could have got Arnie. Arnie chose the impersonator to voice him, apparently. But yeah, it's oh, definitely not the same, kind of, right? Okay, it's still kind of yeah. It's like the next best thing. Giving the blessing. It's the next yeah. best thing. But you definitely it would still be so much better, especially because it's, now it's Rambo. It's it should be Stallone versus Schwarzenegger in the game, but it's Stallone versus guy pretending to be Schwarzenegger, which is less impactful. <laughs> yeah. When he's saying he's going to terminate, I don't know. It just doesn't. Nah, it doesn't do it. Doesn't doesn't ring doesn't ring true, right? No. It's just slightly off. Cool. Well, yeah, there have been uh, more movement. Uh, more, there has been more movement uh, with the MK franchise beyond the game. Um, there is the new movie that's in the works, tied to HBO Max. And I thought before we go over that, we could probably touch on the MK movies before. Um, obviously, starting with the the late, the great MK back in '95. Um, do you remember watching the greatest this movie ever? Well, actually, it's, the- I watched this. I watched this this year. This movie's great. It's actually a decent <laughs> fighting. It's actually a decent video game. It's a, a, movie. It's a fighting game. It's a fighting movie, sort of B movie, martial arts movie. It's pretty good. The soundtrack's like '90s banging stuff. It's awesome. Um, you might recall in all of my MK streams, I always used one of the songs from the MK album as my intro and outro stuff. Um, the MK album that came along with this movie, yeah, which includes the the, the iconic song that has persisted for twenty years now, twenty five, twenty six years since that song came out. Uh, but there's all these other really jank Eurobeat techno songs. 
about the different characters and i would re- highly recommend everyone go youtube those songs because they are terrible and it is amazing <laughs> what um, do you have a special connection with this movie at all i just i think i remember watching it when i was a kid and just being like this is the coolest coolest thing ever like we we used to play when we were little we used to play uh mk2 on the sega and like then seeing this movie and being like this is sweet now that i'm a grown-up i'm like okay why are scorpion and sub-zero on the same side yeah and, and um why does shang Tsung want to bang sonya why is that his evil plan yeah there was that undertone as well yeah like he really like there was a little bit of yeah he tried to he kind of like had it for sonya yeah it's just this weird like thing and scorpion's spear is like a weird plant with a mouth that comes out of his hand it's not like a kunai on a stick and it's yeah it's like a weird animal thing it's just like it's so weird and goofy but it's so cool and giant muppet goro is amazing (laughs) Giant um, yeah. He's a giant Muppet. Yeah, yeah. He's <laughs> a, a giant Muppet. Yeah. <laughs> uh this movie gave us Australian Kano as well. Uh it retconned Kano into being Australian. Um which has given us some incredible scenes for the remainder of Mortal Kombat's life, both in the games and in, in other movies. Uh I know we're getting we're getting Australian Kano in the new movie, so it, the legend persists. Um but like okay so christopher lambert is raiden and um i'm just gonna get his name who you think so of? i don't Liu Kang? no uh the guy who well yeah uh, the guy who plays shankson uh carrie carrie tagawa yeah carrie tagawa who yeah obviously came back for the movie i'm sad he's not in the new movie he could have played old shankson easily but um like they're just awesome. They're who I think when you say Raiden, I always think of of Christopher Lambert like whispering for no reason. Yeah, it's that kind <laughs> of like um, he played he played that role so well. Like he knew how to play serious, but then kind of having fun. Yeah, with he's it. just you like, know when he says something like you know the, the fate thing. of the world is in your hands. Ha ha ha. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just like, yeah. we're just like whisper laugh. It's so weird. It's so good. Mm. Um, yeah, and 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 the you know your soul is mine, Terry uh, Carrie Dekawa's, um Yeah, that's just iconic. Yeah. It's so good. It has begun. It has begun. Like oh, so good. And then came Mortal Kombat Annihilation. No, we're not going over that. No. And that is all we will <laughs> speak we'll on say, that matter. That's all we'll say. <laughs> and now and and now we'll just take a breath. And jump immediately to last year, where you had yep. Scorpion's Revenge. Yeah, so this was an interesting sort of R-rated animated movie. Um, they did my boy Baraka dirty in it. Uh, he just gets chumped out, but I think, you know, that's kind of his role. So that's fine, I guess. He yeah, can if you're get, a lackey, get chumped. You know, yep. Yeah, he's a lackey. Uh, Reptile also gets chumped. Um he just gets his head chopped off. Um, at least Baraka gets a building dropped on him, which is you yeah. Know, he, he actually, he actually, gets, a chance, he actually gets a chance to to change the outcome. Oh no, no, he he, he missed it. Yeah, but it was cool. It was a it was an interesting take on sort of the first game story with the first tournament. Um, I would have liked more of it. If it was a, I would have preferred it if it was a series, so they had more time to expand stuff and do some more fights compared to what they did. But I, it was good. I. I if they want to keep animating the the original like free game stories, I wouldn't be against that. Yeah, I, I would be down for that. 
is like a, a thing to keep going. The animation style is not not my cup of tea entirely, but it's not terrible. No, it's definitely not. I mean, it was only watching scenes of this one that I realized I hadn't watched any animated series for a long time. Like my last affiliation, my latest affiliation with it was the old Batman animated series. Like that type of animation. That's old. Yeah, yeah. So like to watch this, DC I'm thinking, anime, man, this animation. is actually pretty sick. Yeah, it's it's pretty good. I, I just, yeah, I wish it was a series. So like everyone got a bit more time to get characterized because at the moment, they're, they're kind of like flanderized versions. I mean, it's not that MK have deep characterization anyway. It has always been sort of like everyone's a big flanderized sort of thing. But like the Johnny Cage in this is just like, I don't know, it's a, I don't know, it's not a movie. And then he like just kills a guy even though he still thinks it's a movie. Like... <laughs> Like the scene that's playing now, where he just jumps off the off a thing. He still thinks it's a movie at that point, yeah. like, but he just like totally murders a dude. Well, when we had uh, Wolf on Wolf King, he did say that Johnny Cage does get some of the good one-liners, as he should do. Oh yeah, Johnny Cage should one hundred percent have the one-liners. And this is an excellent segue into the, the my one complaint about the next movie, the oh. one that's coming out this year. Okay, well, there's no Johnny Cage. Yeah, which is why I thought it'd be best to show him in that in their animated one yeah i know well that's just one of the things um but yeah the trailer comes out people are buzzing people are surprised that there's actually lore to this trailer um yeah it what, looks what... pretty it looks pretty good yeah they're putting... i ain't gonna lie yeah they're putting some um, money man effort into it putting some money into it it's r-rated there's murder you see like sub-zero do like that sweet finishing move on um scorpion where he like stabs him and freezes the blood out into a knife and then like stabs him again and he like in this one it's sub-zero that rips off jax's arms which is hey whatever jax's uh, backstory changes every five minutes on who rips his arm off so it's fine um now this fella cole young yes with his little Lin Kuei tattoo or his little thing so um this is the thing that's got everyone like annoyed right they're like oh it's some oc do not steal special boy character but i think that he's going to end up being so the second sub-zero and he's actually like um kuai liang the second sub-zero and he's actually the sub-zero in this one's brother who got yeah so because cole young sounds like kuai liang a little bit so and he's supposed to have the same birthmark is the evil sub-zero in this so i think he's eventually going to be the sub-zero and he'll team up with scorpion or something that's oh, what i think is going to happen okay and they're changing it a little bit yeah because i don't think they would do original character do not steal yeah. <laughs> um and take johnny cage out and i think it's a big red herring but i don't know we'll see maybe i'm maybe i'm being optimistic um but i think it looks cool i can't wait to go see it because I win either way on this, so uh, if it's good, I get to watch a cool R-rated Mortal Kombat movie that might make me think of uh, the 90s, watching the 95 movie when I was a kid. And if it's crap, I get to watch a crappy Mortal Kombat movie that'll make me think of watching the 95 Mortal Kombat movie when I was a kid. <laughs> you found a way to make it a win-win. <laughs> yeah, it's a win-win! And Yeah, so the only other thing is the trailer's playing now. Oh yeah, and look, this is cool fro animation. It's pretty sweet. But get over here. Yeah, I know. Another In big, original another big trailer. Question. 
No, because in the they've released a new spot where they've they've put the because this is the first trailer and they've done more sound um, optimization and the the get over here is a lot more echoey like um like the um like the game it's a bit more like get over here oh that's so, good I I think that they're they'll edit it up so cautiously optimistic Goro is not a muppet in this one uh, if you look up the Goro in the movie he's a CGI muppet now. So he's slightly different. <laughs> he looks a little bit better. Yeah. He looks like video game Goro. But he still the, looks like a Muppet. It's fine. Mm. <laughs> well, Go- well, Goro is a silly character. He's got four arms. Yeah, four arms, but he's still, like, buff. Massive. Yeah. Um, he's just got, like, four pecs. Yeah. Because he's got four arms. Like a, yeah, I, yeah, I, like I a Sparta good. kick from him would fucking crush your sorry, would I mean, crush it's... your ribcage. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. I think everything about Goro crushes your ribcage. He's a scary dude. So yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It, it looks like it's pretty much going to be the classic island tournament storyline uh, we all know. Apparently smoke is also confirmed for the movie. Human smoke. Oh. So that'll be fun. Okay. Um... Yeah, uh, Kano's gonna be in it. We got Sonya, Jax, Liu Kang, and Kung Lao. So we're getting kind of like a couple of the MK2 characters coming in because um, we see Melina in the trailer as well, yeah. but no Katana, which has some people a little bit miffed. Yeah, I saw. I remember seeing that on Twitter. A certain Katana player, not very happy about the lack of Katana representation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there, there have been some things that uh, people have noted. The fact that Jax is with Cole before he has his cyberized arms so he loses them after he meets cole the same thing with melina melina is there but katana ain't um yeah and usually it's the other way around yeah. because katana katana what katana does in the first tournament is actually what causes shao khan to clone her exactly so to it's weird melina. to see her before yeah katana yeah yeah i'll just go over some but, uh, oh no you go bro kung lao's in it kung lao's in it he's got his magic hat it looks like his magic hat does magic hat things. So, uh, I hopefully he because they said they're going to be have fatalities in the in the movie, and characters will get killed. Yeah. Well. So I hope that Kung Lao gets to do his he his he's had two variations of this, and it's always my favorite one. It's the one where he spins the hat, he throws the hand to the ground, and it stays spinning, and then he grabs them by the legs and pulls them yeah, the buzzsaw over the head. The, yeah, the buzzsaw one where he like does it like a, a woodcutter. He just like jibs them. And he just goes, I was just like, ah, that's like, I would like to see that in live action yeah. because that would be not good for the person who's getting that done to them. Well, but oh yeah, sorry, man. No, I'll just um, I'll mention some uh, fan theories and I'll see what your opinion is on it. So the first one is, yeah, cool. uh, the first one is Cole. So in the original movie. The, the tie between Kano and Sonya is that Kano killed her partner. Um, yes. So obviously there's going to be a bit, obviously people are predicting a betrayal factor. Cole. Yes, being because it looks like he's a good guy yeah, in the trailer. Because yeah. yeah. Cole kind of being the fish out of water. What if Cole oh, is so the person the theory... that Kano kills? So he betrayed, he got like Shang Tsung's so, like, I'll give you heaps of so, money. So yeah, and obviously people are expecting the betrayal, but he actually kills Cole. Cole's like a massive red herring. Yeah. And then he's... it goes back to Liu Kang being the main character. Yeah, uh, I like that. I think that could work. Um, would let Kano be a dirtbag and do something really brutal. 
I never thought about that. That's a good one. Because it's either, I like the, I'm like, hoping it's my Sub-Zero one, just because then it's like, good. They didn't just make up a character. Yeah. But if they made up a character so that Kano could super duper brutalize him, <laughs> then I'm okay with that too. I'm okay with that one. Well, I guess I guess all yeah. my theories are tied to Cole, just because he is that that lone that new character, the new kind of very unknown character, Cole Cage. What if Cole yes. is somewhat of Johnny Cage? Is Johnny Cage? Yeah. And he gets a movie deal at the end, and they say his stage name's Johnny Cage. I've read that one. Because the thing is, there, like, there's a, yeah. yeah, there's a scene of him like fighting. Like, there's a scene of him like fighting um in that little it's supposed arena. To be like an mma fighter yeah that's true he is yeah. he is fighting mma it could be practice but then again if you think about it johnny cage he's an action star like who was a martial artist first and he the... could be in training for something so yeah, people yeah are for thinking, a movie yeah yeah so that's that's another one so i feel like them not putting johnny cage in is for a reason like uh it's either they think johnny cage isn't serious enough which is maybe true but still dumb <laughs> but he's a he's a very silly character he always, he's always the one cracking jokes right but i don't see how that detracts from the the movie it's mortal combat it's like the least serious thing on the planet yeah uh, uh so yeah if they want to bring him in that way that's fine i just what i've seen of cole he doesn't seem like the wisecracking fun guy that johnny is you know yeah johnny's quite signature move is keep punching someone in the nuts <laughs> doesn't seem like cole would do that yeah. but if they want to swing it around eventually i can see them maybe doing that but okay. we'll see well my third one the scene with cole in the mirror and then that flash of scorpion in the mirror some people think he might have a tie to the shirai right uh, i think people might be reading too much into this one that might just be scorpion showing up because it looks like Scorpion's on their side in this movie. Well, Scorpion's trying to kill Sub-Zero, obviously. So they're going with that original plot. The first Sub-Zero is the one that killed um, Scorpion's family, right? Yeah. So And turned Scorpion into Scorpion by killing him. So um, I suspect that's, that that one is probably just like a cut to make it look, you know? It's probably just the scene where Scorpion's like, who are you? What are you doing fighting the guy I'm trying to fight? My biggest thing is, is Quan Chi going to show up in the movie? Like, are we going to get a, a Scorpion origin? Because you see, this, they show the scene of, like, him getting stabbed through the paper um, do slidey door. Yeah. So someone's going to turn him into Scorpion. It's usually Quan Chi. So we're going to get everyone's favorite weird magic gimp from the Netherrealm. The hairless rat. Yeah. Yeah. He's such a weird dude. Such a weird dude. They even make fun of him dressing up like a gimp. In MKX, like, Johnny Cage, when they capture him, asks him for his safe word and stuff. Like, Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> that little cutscene. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. It's just, like, the movie just oh, seems yeah, like yeah. it's going in a really good direction. Kano, Australian. Um, and Laser Eye. Yeah, the Laser Eye. He doesn't have the middle. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of new, or, or should I say, things that they're not putting in that make it seem quite fresh. Yeah, so I'm still cautiously optimistic. That is all I will say. I'm definitely going to go see it at the cinema. I cannot wait. 
It's all my it's my thing. That and Godzilla vs. King Kong are my two like I'm gonna go see these movies at the cinema and I'm just gonna have a good time. Regardless of how good the movie is, it's just gonna be a spectacle. Now are you taking your partner and, with yeah, you? Are you or are you just gonna oh, yeah, she she knows she's coming, she's resigned to her fate. <laughs> we were talking about it the other day and I'm like, you know you have to come with me and she's like, Yeah, I do. Yeah. I know. I know some we have to go. I know some people might not be thinking about it, but because of Mortal Kombat eleven, because of how far the timeline is like do you look at this movie and think you know could they do a marvel building block scenario where they could set up so that they could introduce characters like yeah well, maybe the next you know like actually introduce the characters that the current generation yeah, well, will actually know now well like mr aquaman posted some screenshot from the that second sort of spot trailer talking about where it looks like someone's turning into a cat and who do we know that turns into a cat it's my boy kotal kotal who wasn't always Khan, he used to be a general, so he might show up. Um, so, you know, they could set up a post-credit scene. Johnny Cage could show up in a post-credit scene. I did I did read somewhere I did read somewhere that there could be there was an idea or talk about like a Johnny Cage, like an actual spin-off. Yeah. So, and then he can come in, in the second movie. Yeah. So, you know. And I mean for the character um, that he is, like it, like you could definitely do that. And like there's so much stupid awesome but stupid lore with mk that you can do a lot of movies with it because yes the obvious next choice is the one where they go to outworld for the tournament and that's when shao khan shows up and all that stuff and the robot ninjas is also when the robot ninjas yeah, show Cyrex up sector. So, Cyrex sector cyber smoke if you're going that way um so there's, you know, lots of different things you could do. Going that route is what ruined Mortal Kombat Armageddon, so history may repeat itself, because the Cyber Ninjas were in the movie we won't speak about. Yeah. <laughs> that movie was not very good. Uh, Sindel, you could bring her in. Um, Shiva. Yeah. All those awesome characters that were in that movie. Yeah, I guess it's. A, I guess with this new... <laughs> 2021 movie it's an opportunity to kind of bring those characters from that movie and do them justice yeah here we go look it's it's melina and it's not terrible <laughs> and look it's this other character and we will never speak of motaro again who is the centaur that no one remembers because no one wants to animate a centaur anymore so we just forget that he's one of the bad guys <laughs> in mortal kombat he's just not there in fact, I think in Mortal Kombat Armageddon, where he is playable, he's not even a centaur anymore. They couldn't be bothered, so they just gave him two legs. I guess it's a bit upsetting because for Kotal to come into the picture, there would have to be a Shao Kahn. Or, I mean, like, if they were to introduce Kotal Khan, if there was a chance... Because um, in, in, in the game, he has to, he's um, in... Sha like, Shang Tsung puts him in his flesh pit. Um, and does like for ages, sort of like hundreds yeah. of years. Yeah, it'd be cool yeah. if they could add a little scene like that, and it's like, oh shit, that's how Kotal was. Yeah, that's the that's the post credit scene of him like breaking out or something. Yeah, that'd be cool. But I think he only breaks out after yeah, all the other nonsense happens. A couple of games later, but they don't have to use that story. I would like Kotal kind of show up because he's such a cool character, and it would be nice for him to get some redemption because in both video games even though he's a badass character with one of the i think coolest designs unarguably coolest new character designs in mk 
Um, he a jobber. He he just loses fights. He just loses fights in MKX, uh, and then acts like a dickhead. And then in MKX, uh, MK11, he beats Shao Kahn slightly the first time they fight, and then gets crippled and put in a wheelchair. And then in aftermath, he gets healed. And then he gets killed. killed. By Shao Kahn. Yeah. <laughs> it's the, he gets killed by Shao Kahn off screen. You don't even get to see the fight. He just dies. Yeah. And it's like, oh come on, Baraka gets more like hero time in MK11. Yeah, like, yeah, like even Baraka got a death scene in MKX. Yeah, Baraka got a death scene in MKX. It's really cool. And. And Baraka in MK11 is like a time-traveling hero who healed her, uh, face turns his entire species into being like warriors of justice for the Khan and like joins Katana, like. And then what does Kerbal do? He gets in a wheelchair and then gets killed. <laughs> hey, he gets girlfriend though. He does, and then gets killed. Yeah. <laughs> he gets crippled and then killed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'm gonna take you to your final segment now, my man. Sweet. Alright, so first up, Warner Brothers shield their IP too much in Mortal Kombat 11. True or false? Ooh, their IP? True. I think so. They're a little bit too heavy-handed on some of their stuff. It's definitely Warner Brothers influencing NRS, not the other way around uh, on that one. That's my opinion. Next, what would you choose to drip melted butter on? French fries, a hot dog, or popcorn? Oh, like popcorn, because the other two just... Ugh. That sounds like a heart attack waiting to happen. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. What do you find is Baraka and Kotal Khan's most efficient crushing blow? <laughs> I have two answers for this. One is the semi-serious joke answer, which is down two. For both characters, it's down to um, the uppercut. The, if you beat a high, you get a lunch. Because that's like my memed, like, Gilbags always says I go for that, and I always get it, sort of thing. It's the Butter Joss special. Um, but actually, um, Baraka's best crushing blow is probably his forward 4-4, four four, because it's such a good punish, and it can change the tide of a fight uh, really quickly. And and Kotal Kahn doesn't have a lot of good crushing blows. Um, so I would say Kotal Kahn's armor break, actually, because he just got given that. His armor break crushing blow is his best one for me, I think. But he doesn't have a lot, so those, those are the ones I would put. Okay. What's a weird situation you've been in due to your job? Ooh. Ooh. Um... Sitting in A&E uh, at 1 o'clock in the morning because you think you've melted your lungs with acid. <sighs> Bro, this job. <laughs> <laughs> it really don't sound safe at all, eh? No, it's just, I was I was silly. It wasn't the job. It's just me being, it was, I made a mistake. Yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't there. It wasn't um, the job's fault. <laughs> Alright, um, have you ever had a rage quit while performing a friendship? Uh, not while doing a friendship. Um, because usually 
friendships you can only really do them online because you don't need to perfect them um and people usually rage quit before you do that i've had a few on my stream of people rage quitting um before like the fatality and stuff um the infamous uh clip you played before that was definitely one of those uh, <laughs> uh but not during a friendship now okay all right what's appealing to you about warhammer culture Ah, now this is a different one because I, I have been sort of out of the culture for a while. I only really play with my group of friends. Um, I had a really bad experience at a tournament in 2013. Um, it sort of turned me off of the like competitive side of it. So, um, but like when you meet people who like it and you can just geek out about the thing that you love is the best bit about it for sure all right if a new combat pack expands the mk11 story do you expect a run back between kotal khan and shao khan no because kotal khan is dead <laughs> he's like ahead like yeah but if 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 they you know if they did another reset another time reset another 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 reset yeah. yes okay not only would i expect another one if they do a time rewind not only would i expect another one i would demand that kotal khan win i would demand it i'd go to chicago and i'd find ed boone's house and i would write a strongly worded letter and post it in his mailbox and then i would leave <laughs> because it's covid and i don't want to get face to face with them because it's responsible that's the one <laughs> all right what's one thing that always that's always loaded on your phone oh always loaded on my phone uh reddit so i can look at um warhammer <laughs> uh, the warhammer subreddit uh when i'm wanting inspiration for painting or something or i'm bored at work i always read stuff like that Okay, where do you think you sit on the MK11 Oceanic Ladder? Ooh. Uh, not as high as I was, um, and I wasn't ever that high. So, um, in New Zealand, I would say top four, maybe top five. Uh, in the Oceanic Ladder, like, no not even really a contest really um at the moment um there's so many people in australia that would beat me in a tournament uh if i'm honest um and i'm okay with that because they put the time into the game and i've been busy with work and stuff it's not an excuse it's just what's it ended up happening um i can take games off people but i definitely wouldn't uh place on on doing better than top 16 in a tournament with uh the odds in my favor sort of that kind of run um yeah there's just a lot of good players in oceania that have been continuing to play uh and level up uh so like swazi is a young 16 year old or almost 16 year old from auckland and he's magic at the game he's so good he's like the next boy that that tier of like up and coming online warrior he's like got the most second places to was in that um in uh, Waz, sorry, uh, in the um, in the NRS tournament and stuff. He's a Johnny Cage main, but he plays every character. He's just, he's, his game knowledge and stuff is just, just crazy. So there's so many people that have just like leveled up and played online that, yeah, 
it would be so hard to say even in New Zealand. There's so many good players. Mm. They're just like under the radar for a lot of the offline scene. And finally, my man, who is your waifu? Ooh. Not the waifu. Um, I mean, so we have asked you. Actual? I mean, we have asked you before. Yeah, um, but I a lot has a lot time. has happened though. A lot has happened. Yeah, a lot has happened. I don't know who my waifu is. Sophie. I haven't thought about that in a while. Apart from Sophie, obviously Mrs. Butterjar, forever and ever. But if I had to pick another one, does that have to be a fighting game one, or does it have to be? It can be whatever you like. Ooh, so many options. <laughs> ah, ah, I knew this question was coming, and I didn't think of an answer. Why did I do that? I can't. I think last time I said something like katana or something. It definitely wasn't that. Oh, I said JC. I did. I did say JC, but that was uh, that was coming from a place of ignorance, having not played against good Julia players before. Yeah. So I take that. I hundred percent rescind that previous answer. Um, I'm going to say Ganryu because he he what? is he he's a husbando. I've already given a waifu answer on this podcast. So so Ganryu inspires me because he's just uh, the epitome of body confidence. Um, he doesn't care what he looks like. He's just happy to dance and celebrate, you know. He's uh, he's living his best life, and that that's something to aspire to. See. You've already gotten my wife who answer, so you get my husband. Yeah, but answer you know instead. what? You know, time things change. But okay, you're going for the doskoi. Okay, doskoi. Yeah, ah, I mixed it up on you. <laughs> hey, Butterjaw, Danny, thanks again for coming on, bro. Um, yeah, it's been wonderful. Is there anything you'd like to say? Last words or shoutouts or any word for people who follow you? Uh, hopefully I'll see everyone in the community again soon at Offlines. I kind of miss everyone. It's uh, just been a rough sort of like year not being able to hang out with everyone as much. So ever since I left Auckland and not having Rambats and stuff, I know no one's had Rambats, but it's just been like that kind of like, you know, change where you're used to seeing everyone and hanging out and then it's not. The so thing that brings I'm us together. To, uh, yeah, little of yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Looking forward to Offlines. Um maybe sometime soon i'll figure out this teaching and streaming thing i know some people like to improvise manage to do it so maybe maybe down the line i'll return one day um otherwise i'll see you at southern stronghold and or nationals because i'll definitely be at those um but yeah that's it cheers for listening to me and thanks for having me on the podcast man it was fun again to talk about stuff sorry.